Welcome to an election edition of Perspectives. I'm Joan Herman. On today's show, I interview the two candidates in the only contested race for a seat on the countywide Sunset Empire Transportation District Board of Directors, incumbent Tracy McDonald and challenger Larry Taylor. Three other candidates, Debbie Booth Schmidt, Tamara F. Taylor, and Brian Kidder, are running unopposed. The district provides bus service and other transportation services throughout Clatsop County. McDonald, a retired Marine, previously provided medical transport for medics, ambulance, and other companies. He previously worked for the Sunset Empire Park and Recreation District, and he served on the Planning Commission for his hometown of Central Point, Oregon. He graduated from Crater High School in Central Point and holds a transit planning certificate from Santa Ana College in California. Welcome to the studio, Tracy. Thank you, Joan. I appreciate this. Explain why you're running for re-election to the board. My first four years was a learning experience. Um, uh, I came in unopposed for that term. Uh, so I've really, um, the uh, Special Districts of Oregon um, works to do some planning training for us. I'm I'm just really wanting to, to get that. I, I also had a small-time job um, do, delivering home food service delivery um, out in the rural areas of the county, uh, out in Jewel. Um, and the gentleman um, who never saw anybody every two weeks, I got to, to sell him a box of pizzas or something like that. But uh, I turned and learned so much about people and he, and we got to interact. Um, um, I remember that, and I just remember that he was so restricted because he could not go to the store or go to uh, the doctor or that kind of thing with only with a limited time. His daughter came out once a month, and so I'm from Cannon Beach, and so he was confined to his house. So. So for somebody in that situation, mm-hmm. what services does the district provide if they want to get out of the house and be with other people? Paratransit is a service that we provide that would give you a door-to-door service uh, with a with a lift-assisted bus that would take you to those things. Again, um, and also dial-a-ride. The second option, dial-a-ride, um, is limited in our area because we have not the funding to substantiate it, and it's pretty expensive for people to do. And it's usually limited to um, the areas around um, Young's Bay and that area. So, But that gentleman, if, if he were listening today, there would be options for him to get out of the house yes. now. Yes, yeah, there is, certainly. That's great. And what other services does the district provide that people may not be aware of? Um, we have, well, the obvious ones, we have eight route bus areas uh, that transport uh, north and south along the areas. Um, we have an interconnected, we, we share with six other transportation districts, an interconnection that will give you the capability to go to Portland, uh, go to Lynn Benton area, uh, go down the coast into Lincoln City um, on a pass transfer system. That's great. Mm-hmm. So it's not limited just to Clatsop County, although I realize the transit district's buses 
don't leave the county. You just connect with That's other correct. providers. Yes. There, there, there are funding and limit is the county line. What do you see as the most pressing challenges facing the district? Um, a little bit of the perception of um, we want to be more on time. If we're going to be a dependable um, situation and, and be there, we have to be there on time. And we fight constantly with traffic and those items. Um, we have provided uh, within the last year a, um, a transit app for the person uh, who they can dial up on their phone, know where the bus is and when it's going to arrive at their stop. So they know it's coming even if it's late. Yes. And, and when it'll be there, like and, you said. Yeah. And that, that helps with some of that. And um, we're continuing. Uh, I don't know what we'd like to do about roads. Would you like to figure out if we could do a new road system? Yeah, I wish I could give you $100 million. <laughs> Maybe we could have an exclusive bus lane. There you go. That Well, yeah, just like Portland and Seattle. That's right. That's right. But that brings up another uh, topic I wanted to discuss, and that is a new state transit tax. Mm -hmm. And my understanding is the district is going to be getting a fair amount of money from that. Yes, um, they are... Um, Entering into a couple of grant sessions now, we've actually made some applications to increase the route frequency. So that cuts the time. If uh, if you're, say, a person who's going to work in Seaside and you want to be on time and it's an hour and a half cycle, uh, this would cut it down to 45 minutes. And so, Is, you, you is that could, the 101 route? That's the 101 route, yes. Okay. And, and it would... It, that would frequency would add there. Um, we are also talking about uh, new buses. And an area that since I was driving out there in the Schwann's land in, in uh, Jewel and Vernonia and Napa, those um, route areas were going to have um, some um, straight route buses in, in this area for the first time, which we haven't done. And it's kind of underserved those people that live out there. So. So they don't have any bus service out to the rural areas, more rural areas, more, I should say. We have, we have one route going down Highway 30, mm -hmm. and we have the Point Bus, which is a contracted state bus that travels Highway 26. And that's our—so if you can catch it there, you can catch it. But. So hopefully the state transit tax will provide more buses? Yes, ma'am. Or is it a definite? Yes. They it is. We, will, we, have, we have eight—, eight we are asking for eight new buses. One of them, electric bus. So. That's what I read. Are you? When will you find out if you get this money, or do you already know? They're in negotiations now. It should be shortly. Okay. Tell me more about. I touched on some of your experience right at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about your background, your personality, experiences that would lend itself to serving on the board. I. Um, uh, Came to this area in 1980. Um, I transferred with uh, Pacific Power and Light. Uh, I was a customer service rep. I kind of, the companies um, always wanting to me to be involved, to do civic activities and things like that, had led me to this location, um, and I enjoyed it. Uh, my family, uh, when they decided not to have tell you, talked to the company on the phone instead of talking in person and decided to close the offices. My family said, we're not transferring again. So they love this area. So I enjoyed it. And I, 
and I like to do it. I I um I do volunteer work with Qantas, and I I really appreciate everything that that club does and things for kids. What makes a successful board member when you have to work with six other personalities <laughs> who may not always agree on what's the best way to go? We try to give everyone in our group a voice so that they can bring their concerns to us. Because we make decisions as a group, we kind of have to hash that out a little bit with a give and take. But we are I am very appreciative of the group that is now serving. What draws you to public service, Tracy? I I enjoy um, giving back, I guess. That's that's kind of my way of of giving back service to other people. I enjoy it. Great. What could the district do to be more um, proactive for the community to respond to community needs nowadays? I believe we need to be, um, we could move our meetings around. We could move our times of the meetings around to make them more accessible, and we're trying to strive to do that. Um, Try to be a listening. When and where are they held now? Uh, Every uh, fourth Thursday, uh, 9 to 12 at the Transit Center on Rain Drive. Okay. If somebody wanted to find out more about getting involved, um, or what services are available? Mm-hmm. What's the best way to do that? Contact. Uh, you can email us at ridethebus.org, or you can call any of our commissioners. Are listed. We are on the website, mm-hmm. and our phone number. And we'll respond. Okay. How long has the district been in existence, Tracy? Um, most of the 94, 92, 93 time period um, till present. Do you know how it was formed? The, each of the cities um, voted into that district and formed it and formed it as a county unit. So everybody who pays property taxes pays as into the district. We have, a, we have a tax rate. It yes. is countywide. So mm-hmm. do all voters get to vote on all the races? Yes. Um, all righty. We're almost out of time. Do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share with the voters or the listeners? Um, if you folks have still sat and in your kitchen table still has the ballots on there, please fill them out and send them in. We have volunteers um, uh, want to try and service you. We want to connect with the voters. This is the way for them to connect with us. So please mail your ballots in. That's an excellent point. And uh, May 21st, 8 p.m. is the deadline to do that. As I will mention at the end of the show, there are lots of drop boxes in communities throughout the county. Um, Don't wait till the last minute to mail it in because postmarks do not count. Mm -hmm. Well, any any closing thoughts? Um, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, I've been a fan of this station since 83. So, well, thank you, Tracy. <laughs> That's a really good point to end on then. Unfortunately, we are out of time. I want to thank my first guest, incumbent Tracy McDonald, who is running for re-election to the Sunset Empire Transportation District Board of Directors. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Joan. Next, I speak with McDonald's challenger, Larry Taylor, 
a retired manager for the Intel Corporation and current parliamentarian for the Clatsop County Board of Commissioners. Taylor has served on the Transportation District's Budget Committee and is a former chair of the Clatsop County Democratic Central Committee. He holds a bachelor's degree in architecture and urban design from UCLA and a master's degree in computer science from UC Irvine. Welcome to the studio, Larry. Thank you for having me. Tell me why you're running for the Transportation District Board of... Board of let me start that. <laughs> Question over. Explain why you're running for the Transportation District Board. Well, I, I've lived here for since uh, 2000, and I, I watched what happened in 2011 when they had the the board meltdown and they had to lay off so many of the employees, and it really affected me, and I, I've really felt sorry for all, all the people who were laid off and all the people who were affected by that uh, who lost their transportation to work. And so I thought... I just put that in the back of my head as an opportunity when I, uh, you know, after I retired and I had time to do that kind of thing. And so here we are, um, the position opened up, and so I applied for it. And what kinds of skills would you bring to the board? Well, as you mentioned, I, I worked for a, a large corporation as a manager, and, uh, you know, the role of a, of a board is to manage one employee, which is the executive director, and the executive director then manages everyone else. And that's roughly equivalent to what my role was at uh, at, at Intel, uh, where we managed many people through other people. Um, and so uh, what I would bring is experience working with large budgets. I believe the last budget I worked on was somewhere between 18 and uh, $16 million. Um, my group had 56 employees in three continents. So, you know, the scale of the Sunset Transportation District is not uh, you know, it's not out of, it's not overwhelming to me, and it's, it's just very comprehensible. What is the uh, district's budget? It's um, it's a little over two million. And what are some of the services? Obviously, the bus service, but what are the services it provides? Where does the bus go, for example? The, it provides a number of uh, services. So there, there's the the bus system, which covers Clatsop County, and then there's the connectors, which connect us with, with Portland. And they've actually done a great job of, of coordinating with uh, the surrounding counties so that people can actually get from uh, one county in through the, the adjacent county um, on the transportation system. They provide uh, services for uh, disabled, uh, which is really wonderful. Um, uh, that's pretty much it at this point in time. Okay, so I'm just curious, since I'm in a wheelchair, what are the services for the disabled? Uh, you can call up and request um, uh, transportation. So a dial-a-ride. Yes. But you do need to apply first, I believe. Yes, it's just it's just for uh, people who qualify for that, that service. But that is a great service, especially for those of us who can no longer drive. What would you see as your immediate priorities if you are elected? Well, I, I'm used to managing with metrics, and they, they've, they've done a good job of uh, developing a long-range plan, and I've, I was looking over the goals this morning. Uh, and so what I would like to see is uh, 
goal metrics, you know, what, how would you measure what you want to achieve, and then get uh, monthly re- reports on those metrics and how you're doing. And then if, uh, you know, uh, for any of the metrics that you're falling behind, then you have a conversation about what it takes to, to get things back on track. Between the board and the director? Yes. Okay. Um, and what, what are some of those goals that you mentioned they've come up with? Well, reliability was one of them. Um, they have a very aggressive goal of being 95% um, uh, on time, and they're roughly half that at this point in time. And there seems to be problems with how this the schedule was overly optimistic uh, when it was created, and so it was difficult to achieve in the first place. And so the next step that they want to do is to uh, make the schedule so it's more realistic because the last thing you want to be as a as a writer is you know standing out in the rain for 20 minutes waiting for a bus that's late. Does that mean that there will be fewer buses in order to be able to meet those times? I don't think so. I, I think you know they just need to make the schedule so it's realistic. Uh, maybe there's adjustments, seasonal adjustments, because there are times of the year where it's very difficult to get through Seaside. Uh, but, you know, as, as a customer, if you expect a bus at 11 a.m. in the morning, uh, you know, you have a, people have about 60 seconds worth of patience, <laughs> and then they start getting irritated. And so if you really want to increase ridership, uh, you have to be on time because, you know, if, if you have a job, you, you can't be late for a job. And my understanding is the board just approved lowering all fares to one dollar. Is that yes, correct? it's the best bargain in the county. <laughs> and where where will that take you? How far can you go? Well, uh, it uh, it goes down to Cannon Beach from Astoria, um, and like I said, we have the connector buses. So there's uh, a bus that takes you over into Columbia, and there's a bus that'll take you down, so you connect up with uh, the bus system in Tillamook. And can you get to Portland? Yes. Great. That's not directly directly operated by the Sunset Transportation District, but um, you know it's a service that you provide, and I've actually used it, and it's really wonderful. Oh, good. I was just going to ask you, have you used the bus service? Yes. What's it like? Uh, the connector bus to Portland is awesome. <laughs> There's nothing greater than uh, sitting back and let someone else drive for a couple of hours. Tell me a little bit more about who are the people who use the transit district services. I do not know. Uh, and that's one of the things that is on their goals is to understand who the current base is. Uh, you know, the, the ones that I'm most concerned about are the elderly who can't drive themselves and people who can't afford uh, uh, transportation and, and rely on public transportation to get around. Uh, you know, those are the, the, the most needy groups. Um, but it would really be great to have everyone use the bus system uh, so we get cars off the road. And so we need to dig deep into why why the buses are not more filled. So are there a number of users? I mean, it sounds like they could use a lot more. Your riders? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, why do you think there aren't more users since obviously owning a car is very expensive? There's probably a number of things. Uh, you know, one we're, we're we're in an age where people want immediate service, and if you've ever been in a city that's served by Uber or Lyft, yeah, uh, you know that is just an amazing service. Apart from you know your feelings, your personal feelings about how those 
employees are sure. treated and worked. Uh, you know, the the ability to to pull up an app and say, "I need a ride," and have a ride there within a couple of minutes, and you don't you don't handle money. It takes you where you want to go, and it drops you off. And uh, it's just you know, it's it's the it's it's the gold standard for transportation. Uh, riding a bus system is less than that, and so. You know, if you have a choice between walking a couple of blocks and waiting for a bus that might or might not be on time versus jumping in your car and driving to the store, um, it's pretty obvious what you're going to do. Sure. You've been involved in a number of uh, public service organizations. What draws you to public service, Larry? It's not exactly a high-paying job if it pays anything. (laughs) Yeah, it's mostly been zero, and some of them have been money losers. Uh, I love creating things and managing things. Um, so, uh, if if you if you look at personality types, I'm I'm a creator. Tell me about some of the other organizations that you are involved with or have been. Well, the first thing I did when I moved to Astoria was I started working with Astoria Visual Arts, and at that point in time, the big project was the restoration of the Fort George mural, uh, which I did with Cindy Price and um, Agnes Field. Uh, also known as Rebecca Rubens. <laughs> um, in, uh, after that, I started working on a project to do an opera about Jane Barnes, who was um, uh, this fascinating character that, that came to Astoria, and I believe it was uh, 1813. Um, and it was through that that I met Marge Bloomfield and Catherine Matchner, and that ended up evolving into the Astoria Music Festival, which started in 2003. Um, and then Catherine ran it in 2004, and then I came back and ran it in 2005. Um, and it's still going now, which is really gratifying to see. So you've got some really diverse experiences. Yeah, but it all comes down to management. You know, the the first music festival was over $100,000 uh, for a budget, and we actually broke even, which is extraordinary for something that big. Um, and it was just through, you know, planning and making sure that we had money coming in to cover the money that was going out and having a good understanding of what your expenses were. Before we run out of time, I wanted to ask you about the state transit tax. My understanding is that that will provide a good chunk of change for the district? Yes. The winners of that tax are the um, entities where uh, people drive to. So, uh, And a lot of people come into this county from other places, and so that's how they allocate it. And the transit district is expecting a large chunk of change out of that. How much? I don't know. And it's just estimates, really. So is it a definite that you will be getting the money? Yes. What would you see as the best uses for those funds? The uh, the Route 10, um, which is, I believe, the the Route on 101 is now five days a week. And I think uh, that should be uh, seven days a week. Um, you know, we, we need to look at this schedule and what it currently is and what people need and then make just adjustments after that. And I don't know the details of, of that. So, uh, after I, if, if I'm elected to the board, that's what we will be delving into. I know that Jeff Hazen, uh, the transit district's director stated that he would like to get an elect, an electric bus. Yes. And they talked about that yesterday at the, at the, budget meeting. Uh, they're going to get a bus for three days that we hope has enough oomph to get up our hills <laughs> and travel the distances it would take uh, to, to, to do a run and then get back to the, the uh, power source. Okay. 
We've got just about 30 seconds left. Any closing thoughts you'd like to share with listeners? Uh, well, the other thing that I'm, I'm doing now in my life is I'm a, a parliamentarian, and I'll be teaching at the Class of Community College this summer for anyone who's on a board. Uh, and so I would encourage everyone to take that class. And really it's about, as a board member, asserting your rights and making sure that you are treated equally as a member of the board. Great. Well, thank you so much, Larry. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Thank you to Larry Taylor for coming into the studio to speak about his candidacy for the countywide Sunset Empire Transportation District Board of Directors in the May 21st election. Thank you, Larry. Well, thank you for having me. Taylor serves as a parliamentarian for the Clatsop County Board of Commissioners. He is a retired manager for the Intel Corporation. In the first half of the show, I spoke with Taylor's opponent, incumbent Tracy McDonald, a sales associate for the Hope Depot and former medical transporter for Medics Ambulance. The Sunset Empire Transportation District provides bus service and other transportation services throughout Clatsop County. It is too late to register to vote in the upcoming election. Ballots have already been mailed to all registered voters. If you have not received yours, call the Elections Department at 503-325-8605. Ballots must be returned to an official ballot drop box located throughout the county or to the County Elections Department no later than 8 p.m. on Tuesday, May 21st. Postmarks do not count. This is Perspectives, and I'm your host, Joan Herman. This show is brought to you in part by a grant from the Clatsop County Cultural Coalition. Perspectives was engineered today by Brian Bovenizer. The show can be heard on the stations of Coast Community Radio. You also can find show podcasts on the station's website. If you would like to contact me, send me an email to perspectives at coastradio.org. Thanks for listening.